Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer and the weekly Spirit Seeker uh, Hour brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. So Spirit Seeker Magazine has been published for 23 years in the um, Midwest, and we've been digital online since 1998. So we have readership all throughout the United States into Canada, and actually we have readers in other parts of the world that find their way to us. Um, the print magazine uh, is in St. Louis, Kansas City, uh, Columbia, Missouri, Chicago, and um, other smaller areas in Missouri and Illinois, and then also the West Palm Beach, Florida area, and we will be expanding into Tampa um, later this year. So we will um, continue to uh, have a presence in the Midwest, but we also are a sponsor and a supporter of many conferences throughout the United States. So you will find Spirit Seeker Magazine in all kinds of places, um, and it's because we just go where the energy is and where the people that are doing the work uh, in the area of mind, body, spirit, um, wherever it's happening. So I want to mention just a couple things. We um, we have the Thursday evening show. We also have a Wednesday morning um, inspiring show with meditation, astrology. Uh, there's always a guided meditation and then just different things. There's moon manifesting, anything to do with co-creating with the universe. And that is on Wednesday mornings from 9 until 9.45. Um, I'm trying to think. You will find Spirit Seeker at the Heartland Hypnosis Conference in St. Louis coming up. We will also be um, at the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo in Tinley Park in Chicago uh, in June. And then I will be in Chicago in May uh, teaching a couple classes and private sessions. So all of this is uh, in the magazine. We also have a weekly email newsletter that lets you know who the radio show guests are. Um, we also mention um, who the radio, well, I said radio show guests, and also we promote Mind, Body, Spirit events. We don't sell our list, so it's sacrosanct. But once you are on the list, uh, you are eligible then for drawings. And we give away books, tickets to events, um, DVDs, CDs, we do all kinds of things um, for giveaways because, you know, it, my office gets things every single day from publishers all over the world, and it's a beautiful thing, but I like to share. So if you want to be on the email list, you either go to spiritseeker.com and um, there's a join our email list there, or you can send an email to info at spiritseeker.com and, um, and then you will... Uh, just say, please add me to your email list. Okay, so that's it for announcements. I um, am delighted to uh, share this show this evening with um, several, well, three three people who uh, had a vision, and um, their vision has uh, taken them into a whole new realm, and they offer a lot for the St. Louis community and beyond with their inspiration. People are um, inquiring. You know, I'll let them tell you about it, but they're, the, what they have created is becoming almost a model for other people. So we will, um, we, we are going to have um, uh, Kay uh, Lasciuto, Lena Hudson, and Megan uh, Kennedy of the Mindful Spiritual Center, and they will discuss the center's inspiring, uplifting, and loving atmosphere um, that embraces all people uh, from any background, and uh, it's an inner belief, inner, uh, inner belief independent spiritual community. Um, their whole purpose is to inspire and encourage each other um, on their individual journeys. So I am going to go ahead and um, bring Kay and uh, Megan on, and Lena, I think, is having a couple 
she's having a little bit of trouble, but she'll be she'll join us in a minute. So, Kay and Megan, uh, welcome to the call. Thank you, you so much. Okay. We're All really right. excited to be here with you, Cindy. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I think that when, well, what's, what's the saying? When two or more are gathered in my name, there I am also. And, you know, to be able to have all of us together in this format. Um, oh, here. Here's Lena, too. So I'm going to go ahead and bring her on. Um, Lena, thanks. Lena, yay, you're here. Okay, so we have, we have everyone. We have <laughs> Lena Hudson, Megan uh, Kennedy, and, um, and Kay Lasciuto. So I think I'm going to start um, with Lena. Since you're, um, do you need a moment or are you, are you good to go, Lena? I'm good to go as long as you can hear okay. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's perfect. Um, okay, so Lena, would, would, you know, we, we haven't really talked too much other than that, you know, uh, your center that you all um, are have created and co-created with, you know, the community is that very interfaith and all are welcome, et cetera, and very inspirational. So maybe you could just tell us just a little bit, um, uh, tell us, what's it all about? What's it all about, Lena? <laughs> Anything you want to share? Sure. Well, thanks. I, first of all, I want to thank you so much for allowing us to come and, and share this because we are so excited about this spiritual community that has come together so strongly and just really is, is being successful and doing so well. And we appreciate you allowing us to come and share that with you, with, uh, you and your viewers and your, your listeners. So uh, hopefully we'll attract some more like-minded people. You know, but honestly, it's um, – yeah, thank you. Um, we actually all belonged to another church that once existed for like almost 20 years, and it was coming kind of to a, a close mainly because the uh, reverend there or the minister there was retiring. And, you know, we just decided, I mean, the, the minute that decision was made, because I was actually on the board, the vice president of the board of that church, and whenever that decision was unanimously made, the first thing that I had to say was, okay, now what do we do about the community? Because this is a beautiful group of energetic, aware, vibrational, you know, open-minded, just great people. And we need to do what we can to preserve this. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'll be straight up with you. I am a minister, but I was at the time a single mom running a business out of my home homeschooling my son and I wasn't sitting around going, Hmm, I, I have so much free time. Let me just start a church, <laughs> you know, but basically, you know, it, 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 it still provided a need for me because I've always had the purpose to give love and serve. And this definitely fit the bill when we knew we needed to do something to preserve this community. And so we all started working on it. And what I have to say is, you know, Napoleon Hill that wrote um, uh, Think and Be Rich. Is that right? I just didn't, Think yeah. and Grow Rich. Um, yeah. <laughs> grow Rich. That's it. I knew I was saying it wrong. Yeah. Think and Grow Rich. Thank you. You know, he says in there that if you have a burning desire, why, the universe will help you with the how. And that's exactly what happened. We had a burning desire to continue this community, to help it grow, to give it this, what uh, uh, the environment that it needed. And it was so beautiful how things just unfolded. You know, I mean, I did, was doing a lot of research and I found what I needed from the, the tax papers as to how we could function until we could, you know, get our 501c3 status and just different things like that. And um, just things fell in place, beautiful messages, you know, people helped us out in ways we never imagined and, 
you know, Kayla Shuto and, and Rich uh, Leninger, you know, kind of joined in and we were all working together to get this started. And, you know, we were going to shoestring it along and, and somebody came up and anonymously donated the first three months of rent, you know, which was a beautiful blessing, you know, and, you know, oh, even the 501 yeah. Yeah. How about the fact, Lena, that the, the space became available out of the blue? Right. I mean, it was the brand new facility and, and somebody was kind of like, hey, I, I went there for a, my kid's event and it was a nice place. And we'd been checking things out and went and checked and it did. It just fit the bill so well. And, you know, even the way that all the paperwork fell together, it was just a really beautiful, magnificent un- unfolding. So, I mean, we all kind of felt like we were headed in the right direction because the universe was, was gracing us so well. But what we really are trying to do is, is be inspiring and uplifting and create like a loving environment that embraces all people and all backgrounds. And, you know, because we want to be inclusive, you know, we want to include, you know, everybody. And, you know, we, we call ourselves inner belief because we don't necessarily attach ourselves to any particular religious practice, um, we kind of pull from most of them, you know, because we feel like there's a lot of wisdom out there that can help us on our spiritual journey. And, you know, you'll, we, we do philosophically pretty much kind of pull from Ernest Holmes and Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes and Science of Mind, but, you know, we really pull from everybody. We talk about Buddha as much as Jesus and Gandhi and Mother Teresa and whatever you know, tidbits that we can have that helps us, you know, facilitate our paths and to see ourselves as spiritual beings having this human experience, you know, and realizing that we are this expression of the divine intelligence, you know, and giving people that supported, loving environment so that they can embrace and expand and empower themselves. I mean, these are the kinds of things that we're really striving for. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, um, those, everything that you mentioned is exactly what is needed right now, you know. And, you know, mm-hmm. they've done studies, they've done studies, and a lot of people are, um, it's not that they, I don't even know what the word is. They're seeking something a, a little bit more than a lot of rules and regulations, and and exactly. and being told right. And so, but yet, but yet, I have found in the in the uh, interdenominational churches or um, like what you're talking about, the independent spiritual community. I think it's beautiful that mm-hmm. people come from all the different backgrounds. Like you know, because yes. because if you have someone yes. that you know was raised Catholic, they understand that part, and you have someone who you know, was a Hindu, mm-hmm. there was that part. And it's like, you know, or is a Hindu, you know, you know, but you know what I'm saying. And so right. when you have everyone coming together and mutual honoring and the whole purpose is to be kinder and more gentle and more connected, that's like, yeah. well, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so that's, I did not know the history of the space just showing up like that and someone benefacting for three months. Mm-hmm. But that's when you know it's divine mm-hmm. order and, and, you know, divine exactly. time. Exactly. So it's really, really sweet. Um, and then, uh, you know, Kay, let's bring, bring you on next. Um, if you would be kind enough sure. just to talk about, um, like, how, like, how you go about with the format. I know you have different speakers. You have music. You have... Um, just anything you want to share, like you're part of this journey, um, if you would be so kind. Sure, absolutely. So I'd like to go ahead and tag on to, to Le- what Lena said 
just a little bit first in saying that that day at the board meeting at, from the, at the Solis, the Solisteam Center, when we were in the process of closing out that 501c3 and so forth, Lena actually said the words, won't anybody join me in serving this <laughs> spiritual community and, and carrying this spiritual community on? And, and I was just, I was trying to spit out the words, hell no. Because I got a full-time job, and I teach karate class, and I, and I, you know, I've been studying with the University of Massachusetts Medical School on this mindfulness-based stress reduction program for about five or six years, and lots of irons in the fire. Very similar to Lena, but I'm 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 the oldster here, so I'm at a different phase of life. But but that was definitely not on my plate. But it, I couldn't get those words out, maybe because I was cursing. I couldn't get the words out. <laughs> Instead, instead the words that came out were oh yes because I had that I had that glowing <laughs> um, energetic what should I say energetic glow that I know in my gut when I feel that and I sense that I have to say yes to it even though I have no idea how it can mm-hmm. manifest I have to say yes because I have to go down that path and and again as you said everything just fell into place, we were astounded, but not really astounded because, you know, with the, when you're talking about metaphysical principles and being in alignment with the universe, so to speak, mm-hmm. then that's what happened. So, but as you asked uh-huh. about the, the format and, and how uh, the service runs, it's, it is flexible, but traditionally, typically, we start off with a greeting and welcome to the service, kind of explaining for anybody who hasn't been there before what, who we are and what we what we represent and what we um, uh, encouraging folks to come and and as they are, we accept people where accept people where they are mm-hmm. and as they are. And then we have musicians. There's a there's a number of musicians that sort of rotate through and and every now and then we get to just have someone new that's available and. They play a song, something uplifting and very motivational, inspirational. And then comes the opening prayer. Can I stick something in there, Kay? Also that our musicians are live, obviously live, but they're also local. And so you can see them out and about. Like this is what they do. This is their passion. um, And it shows when they come. Oh, And they all bring, just like the speakers, Mm -hmm. they all bring a very different, vibration yeah it's beautiful sorry yeah we had so after the after that second song then usually reverend megan who is our mindful kids group sort of a sunday school like teacher she also will give an inspirational moment and and she works with the kids and the kids will be in there with her and then they go off and they uh, do their activities while the main speaker then will go ahead and do a, send, uh, provide a message, a talk, and then we'll usually do a meditation after that, after the main speaker does their talk. And, you know, then there's more music and announcements and then a closing song, that type of thing. So now that's, again, that's not necessarily always how it runs because we had a group that came in and did a curtain one, uh, one Sunday, and so mm-hmm. everything sort of shifted as far as the order. Mm-hmm. And we're flexible. We're we are excited about the fact that we're a collaboration of of like-minded people 
from very different paths, from very different backgrounds. So we all bring something different to the to the mix. Mm-hmm. And so um, we take turns speaking ourselves, but we've also got a, a lot of guest speakers that come in that have expertise in different areas because we've got a, a lot of different folks to, that need to hear the message a different way. Right. Well, and, and you know, I, I just want to mention the Ernest Holmes piece, if I may, um, for those of you mm-hmm. that you're like, who's Ernest Holmes? So, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a course of uh, study. It's called Science of Mind, and the founder of the Science of Mind um, was Dr. Ernest Holmes, and he founded churches based on, um, I want to say, ch- I guess it's churches, centers, based on his teaching principles. And then Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, correct me if I'm, if I'm not correct, but Charles and Myrtle Fillmore were students of Ernest Holmes, and then they broke off uh, at some point and formed Unity Church. Um, and so you have Unity, which is very similar, but they have, you know, it's a lot of it's based on Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. Um, they took it, like, in mm-hmm. a little bit of a different direction. And then we have Divine Science, and um, but really Ernest Holmes was the brilliant master, in my opinion, of really working with the mind, the body, and the spirit. And my first teacher in Science of Mind was, you know, uh, Dr. Sarah. uh, And, I mean, she was like this. I mean, if you did not understand, she would say, no, you're on the wrong track. Let's start all over again. I mean, she was was in her 70s or 80s when she she was my teacher. And she was the original founder of um, uh, Center for Spiritual Living, the Science of Mind in St. Louis, way back in the day before they even had their land on Phoenix. They used to be in the in the basement of a church on Clayton Road. Like this is like way mm-hmm. back in the day. And um, at any rate, so so do you want to talk anything at all about Ernest Holmes or anything that you want to add on to that? Because he really like he was the pioneer that founded like or stimulated so many different paths. Um, I don't. I mean, only if you want well, to. I, I just. Yeah. I'll just I'll just say I'll just say one of the main things that really speaks to me out of that, as, as Lena mentioned, his, his work obviously is all-encompassing and helps us to interpret uh, Jesus' message and um, the idea that mm-hmm. we are all spiritual beings having at, that spiritual experience, as Lena mentioned, that, that mm-hmm. we're all living here in earth school. You know, from my background, I've, I've got a science background. You know, I've, I've got a chemistry background. And when I started hearing, you know, maybe 25 years ago or so, when I first actually started with the um, the um, uh, Celestine Prophecy, the, the, James, the James Redfield book, and it all kind of started coming together from the scientific perspective for me because there is one energy that holds all of our subatomic particles together. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we can think in terms of that us being part of that energy and just being in the, our denser form right now, having this earthly experience, you know, that just makes so much sense. <laughs> and so I'll, right. I'll go ahead and let anybody else uh, speak to that if they want to carry on or say anything else about um, I was how just, they got I, where okay. they're at. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, like Ernest Holmes talks about um, how, you know, there's that faith that there's a presence and a power that's greater than it than we are, that nurtures and supports us in ways that we can't even imagine. And that 
this presence is all-knowing and all-powerful and is always with us. And I find it, you know, it links so much into empowering us into, you know, like you said, it's the mind, body, soul, and that, you know, he talks about how we have so much more ability, you know, to do things beyond the, the physical. That's the metaphysical of it. And I love how it ties into the universal laws and our co-creating and, you know, it's just, it's, to me, that's, that's, that's what always hit with me. And I came up in a, in a stricter religion until I reached a certain point where I decided to go on to a seeking, you know, where I went in, you know, I, I studied the Ashaya monks and I've done, you know, a lot of different, you know, Reiki master and, and just study different religions. And, and it was, it was really what I kept coming up with that I feel like kind of has played out in this is that everything, all of them have wisdoms, all of them have knowledges and nuggets that help us spiritually. And it, and, and you said like he, he said there was many paths and that's exactly what we want to be open to is those many paths. In with that divine knowledge, you know, and that's why we're so open and inclusive, because no matter where you came from or where you're at now, you know, we embrace people with open arms and open hearts because, you know, we just want to support that that learning and that growing and expansion in that journey. And for me, it just really hit the mark of how we do this. And like, you know, I want to tag on to something Kay had said, and that was that, you know, I love to talk and I enjoy sharing. And one of the talks that I did um, was about the golden rule. And it didn't make any difference whether it was Islamic or it was Catholic or it was Christian or if it was Native American or whether it was Hindu, no matter what it was. And how different all of those practices were, every one of them had a golden rule, and it was so simple and beautiful because and it, it's about loving ourselves and loving other people, you know, and I, I believe that, you know, we complicate things sometimes, but, you know, it really can be as simple as what, you know, they, they, they share with us that it can be, and, like, I like the idea that we can talk about all kinds of different things, and that's why I like having the collective of speakers versus a proprietor kind of thing because, as much as we all enjoy sharing, it's not the same perspective all the time. It's actually, you know, the, the congregants get to experience different people and, like Kay said, different backgrounds, and it allows them them the ability to weed through things and take what resonates for them right now, you know, on their journey. So. I'm just gonna. Um, yeah, just to I'm, I'm gonna bring um, bring Megan on in a second, but I just want to share mm-hmm. um, some quotes from Ernest Holmes. And he was born in, yeah. I mean, really 1887 on January 21st, 1887. And I look at the metaphysicians from that time period, like you know, Florence Scovelshin. Okay, Florence Scovelshin was a female metaphysician in the early 1900s, and no one would publish her book. They're like, uh, no. Mm. Not only are, are you a metaphysician, yeah. female metaphysician, uh, and no, no. So she, she, <laughs> yep. she, she self-published that book. She self-published in the early oh. 1900s. And to this day, her famous book, um, The Game of Life, which I used to buy 10 copies at a time and just hand them out, you know. I mean, my mom, I mean, my mom's like, what's this book? I'm like, just read it, Mom. It's going to change your life. And so, you know, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And so even today, it's in every language all over the world. So so with Ernest Holmes, some of his, um, I, you know, 
you can actually search Ernest Holmes quotes and you'll find 108 quotes here, 107 quotes there. But here's oh, one. Yes. He, he says, life is a mirror and will reflect back to the thinker what he thinks into it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, borrowing, this is pretty much what you, but, uh, you, all, you all have said, borrowing knowledge of reality from all sources, taking the best from every study, science of mind brings together the highest enlightenment of the ages. And then uh, this other one, God gives, I, I, this one is profound, God gives some more than others because some accept more than others. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, so of course, the miracles says that, that really, that's really, is receiving. That's, but isn't that profound? That's yes, yes. It says it all. And it's related to, my goodness, the, the, um, the idea that what we focus on and what we allow and we and and bringing that positive energy into the into your life and being able to raise your vibrational rate to be able to be present and be mindful to see those doors and to see those opportunities and to allow into your life those things that are good right the things that you're looking for yeah. okay so Megan but, we want to hear about you and all your work with the kids and all your work with the center so whatever you want to share um, but I know that you wear a lot of hats and you've got roller skates on. <laughs> so, 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 so let's hear let's hear from from you know your inspiration for the kids and everything else. Whatever you want to share. Hello. Um, oh, there you are. Okay. Well, I I started. I was raised Catholic, actually Irish Catholic, um, and I think what started my whole thing I was in less than fourth grade and we had just left mass and I looked at my grandmother and I said grandma that's not right God is not like that because it was one of those Mm -hmm. you know opposite of uplifting types of services to be in and anyway we get home and She introduces me to everything from Buddha and Muhammad to Wicca, and Mm -hmm. she just opened my mind at that age. I don't know how old I was, but to everything. And then as I grew up, I realized that at the hardest times in my life, nothing that I learned in my traditional upbringing brought me any comfort or guidance and so I was working at a bank and I declared to the universe that I wanted to teach children in an alternative setting and that just sort of started it all I had a random customer come in we spoke told me about the first church that we had gone to which was the Solacene Center which we grew off of it just went from there so I've been doing this I've been a youth director for 14 years and I guess involved in the metaphysical community for 16, which I guess isn't really that long. But anyway. So so you've been around the block a little bit and you've worked with kids for a while. So can you, can you like, can you share the difference between the kids 10 years ago and these kids coming up now? Cause there is a profound difference in my, in, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, but like, can you, can you, like, if you were to put your finger on it, is there anything you can say, like, 
um, wow, they're more awake or they're more inquisitive or they're more scientific <laughs> or they're more nature-based. I mean, what, what, is your, what is your take on the kids these days? Because, you know, you're, you're right there with them. They, okay, <clears throat> they are, you have to be where they are. They are, I think they are faster learners only because they have Google, you know, and so <laughs> we have to be able to provide them with things, that, that, answers that Google can't necessarily give them. And um, I think that's the biggest the biggest difference is these kids are, they are born wired, you know? Um, but see, the thing is, it's hard for me to say this because I personally was a very strange child and I knew I had some purpose bigger than I could even tell at that time. And then when I did start really working with children, I was working in a metaphysical church. So I was already working with children that were coming from parents that were already more open. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to, to, I don't think they've personally, in what I've experienced just in this metaphysical realm, that they've changed that much other than they've gotten faster at things, um, quicker on the uptake kind of thing. Um, well, technology started in, I mean, of course it started before, but 1994 is when the Internet started. And, you know, they joked about it, email, oh, email. I mean, everybody, like when you look at the, the talk show host at that point, you know, and I remember I got email, didn't know how to use it, and when I finally figured it out, I had like 100 <laughs> emails, and I went, oh, you know, and then Spirit Seeker went right. digital in 1998. Like, what the heck, you know, and we were designing websites back then for, you know, all the all the people that were in the holistic community because no one had websites. So, these kids have grown up with iPhones, but even before mm-hmm. iPhones, they had CDs that they could put in a computer, and then, you know, then, then social media, you know, um, happened, and the, the uh, Facebook's way too slow for these kids. They have their own Twitter feeds. They know where everyone oh, is. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, and, yeah. and to me, there's a compassion. Like, you know, as a psychic, I read for a lot of um, young people. I get invited to read at their parties and stuff. And um, and what I what I have found, and I just wondered, you know, if, if you felt the same way, is that, you know, these kids are our future. I mean, they definitely are our future, and they're wired differently. They just don't understand a lot of the, the rules, and they're much more um, connected, I think, to each mm-hmm. other, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people criticize them, oh, they have a false sense of whatever. I don't know that I agree with that. I think that, I think that more than ever, what you're offering at the Mindful Center, uh, Mindful Spiritual Center, I'm, these kids probably need that to soften their minds going all the time mm-hmm. and to find ways to well, quiet it. Can I right. agree? Well, and totally also, I think. Oh. <laughs> my, yeah. Okay, Megan, you bring the other ones on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. My overall goal with kids is for the relevance to always for the lessons to always feel relevant. Because the truth of the matter is the majority of people do go away from whatever their religious or spiritual affiliation is hitting into their twenties. They come back to it. There's a percentage out there, there's a study. But my goal is for them always to feel that there is some power or source or something bigger than they are in this world and to teach them 
or um, in, encouraging them, empower them to make choices that are coming from a place of that security and being compassionate. That's my biggest thing. Is that's our mm-hmm. little thing is to learning learning to live compassionately toward self and others. And mm-hmm. who couldn't use more forgiveness or being forgiven or generosity or you know, any of the things that go along with what compassion can bring, no matter who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's Mm -hmm. what I want for the kids so that as they grow and and they go through the hard times in life and the struggles in life, when they think back, maybe they can remember something that sparked them that will feel relevant to them right where they are, even if they are changing as a person in that moment. You are giving them tools in their toolbox. You are giving them tools in their mm-hmm. toolbox and, and something, you know, the, the imprint, you know, like, um, you know, the imprint's there. And then, you know, they have that to go back to and think, oh, my gosh, I remember when, you know, we learned this thing where, you know, we could, like, get quiet and centered. And, yeah, so so I think that's a really beautiful intention um, with the young people. And, and, of course, the adults, you know, that's pretty much what you're creating with the adults, too. But when you start with the kids right. – the kids change the whole household, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a time back, I mean, we're talking about a long time ago when I was really involved with breath work and there was this four day training called the loving relationships training and people would, you know, I've, I've taken it probably four times. I, I think I've taught it five times. And so you get the picture. And, and the, the second time I took it, I was like, they changed this. This was not the training that I took. And of course it was, but I was different. So, you know, but what happened is the parents were changing so much from doing this deeper work that the kids are like, we want that too. So they created a workshop for the kids. And, of course, with kids, meditation is much shorter. You know, things. if you do a breathing mm-hmm. session with a child, it's like they almost know when they're done. You know, I mean, it's like everything else. They, mm-hmm. they trust. And, once they, you know, once they surrender, it's like, you know, everything is much, much different time scale. So, like, kids can get something in a very short time, whereas adults have to, like, plot away at it and, like, undo their <laughs> thinking and... You know, it's like, mm-hmm. whoa. Okay, but but um, but uh, Kay, would you like to add anything else with the kids? You know, I think it was you that was, well, you was know, you wanted to add something. Okay. Sure, I, was just I wanted to, too, so yeah, the, we'll take turns. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to okay. comment about something I saw the other day. There's a little, I live in um, Newtown in St. Charles. It's a little new urbanism community, and there's a coffee shop there that has a, it's a, uh, the Bridge Coffee Shop. It's one of those, um, oh, what's the term, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, they help. I'm blanking out on the term, but the, it's, a, it's a spiritual community um, that that maintains it, and they have like a cooperative. Fair trade. Thank you. It, it, just, it just popped in fair trade. <laughs> so they okay, have okay, um, from all over the all over the world that that uh, different communities, especially women in communities, will make to try, and they they help sell these things for these communities to help keep them help them maintain those communities but there's a there's a lovely room there that a lot of times kids will come and do their work their projects together in a community room and I was getting coffee one day and there's a group of eight or nine year old girls maybe I don't know six or eight of them and they're kind of running back and forth you know as, as kids do it's just really cute and it was fun watching them and they had this big poster board it was obviously some project they were working on and and as they were running past, I heard one of them say, oh, 
did you update the Twitter uh, on Twitter yet? And and it just, oh, I just thought, no, these poor eight or nine year old kids have to worry about their status in social media. And I mean, the connection that that social media can bring, the ways that it can connect, can be very wonderful. But the stress of that is is obviously something that none of us had to deal with. And no, that's how they stay in touch. Yep. Yeah, well, and, it, and I know that that's the way that they stay in touch, and it's going to become more, not less. And so it's all a matter of finding ways to be able to keep it all in um, in context. And that's that's one of the difficulties these kids are having right now, obviously, with the social media, is to, um, with the, when you see the bullying happening, happening and so forth, that that is not everything, and that's not how it's always going to be. And that mm-hmm. just because somebody says something to them doesn't mean it's true, you know, and if they can step back and remember that they are connected, you know, in a, in a, to a higher power and to everyone else from a um, beautiful, loving place that they can reach, that they can get back to, if they've learned how to meditate and to pray, then, you know, that's a tool in their toolbox that just to me seems very important in this day and age. We share the thing with the kids because they have such a, you're right, Cindy, they do have a hard time sitting, even listening to a guided meditation. We did an active meditation, and I had a pile of Legos, and I had crayons and very complex coloring pages, and I told the children that we were going to uh, do an active meditation, uh, practice mindfulness, and I said, I want you to pretend like you're a ninja and everything you do has to be as silent as possible. And I want you to pick up the crayons and I want you to smell the crayons and I want you to notice the sound they make when you're scratching it on the paper. Or, you know, same thing with the Legos, the clinks that they make as you put them together. Like, pay attention, work in slow motion and in silence. And I played Reiki music and I set a timer for 15 minutes. And when 15 minutes was up, I said, okay. Everyone can come back out now. We can do whatever, you know, else we need to move forward with. No one wanted to stop. So they went for another 30 minutes in complete silence like that. And the only reason we did stop was because the parents were like, we got to go. So, you know. Right. But, see, they will never forget that. It's like you did a silent retreat with them where they were together, but they they were able to observe, use all their senses, and then you, you played music, so they were able to, like, use the auditory to, you know, and yet they learned in that, in that exercise, Megan, they learned so much, and they will never forget that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a true mm-hmm. gift. And that's, um, I, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds as if you, like, between uh, what you were talking about with the meditation and then the, the, you know, a reading or someone else shares something from another, you know, like a kirtan, I mean, you know, that's from India, you know, doing a kirtan devotional mm-hmm. chanting and singing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just nothing like kirtan. I mean, I've been in a room with 800 people with Saima and, you know, everyone chanting. Mm-hmm. And I've been at Bhakti Fest where, you know, it's just like there's you, – you can't even describe it, you know. I mean, you can try, but um, but it's just that make mm-hmm. a joyful noise, you know, like everyone's singing and chanting. And, you know, when people come together, it's just like a beautiful, magical thing. So – so I think it's, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So so tell us, tell me your vision. Like, what is 
is your because I know that you all socialize too. You have fun activities outside of your Sunday that keeps people kind of glued together. And um, but what is your if you were to say this is what we would love to experience with our growth and and we want to add this or do a wish list like what would you like to see support wise for your center? Hey Cindy, can Lena, I? Lena, why don't you start before we? Well, if it's okay, I just want to add to the kid thing, if that's okay. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, before, just, just before we move on to a whole other topic, I just wanted to say that, see, my background is in social work. I have my master's from WashU, and I worked with foster kids and in high school with, you know, kids that were not working in the system. So I got a different view of kids, and I was in a different place myself because I was kind of searching for something different. And what I found was kids just weren't digging the system. They were seeing faults and issues and problems with the system, and they were kind of like not agreeing to fit into it. Does that make sense? You know, as far as like, it's kind of what Abraham Hicks talks about, how there's many of us that are like trying to fight our way up the the creek, you know, paddle up the creek and or the river, and and the kids aren't even getting in our boat anymore, (laughs) you know. And that's (laughs) what I worked with. And what I was able to do was – I was so blessed because I had already started finding my way into this different way that I was, you know, giving them ideas on how to meditate and, and deal with differences and themselves and what they were really experiencing. And, you know, for me, it's pretty phenomenal. And then I ended up becoming a mom and my kid is phenomenal in the sense that I just feel so honored to be his kid, his mom. And I think that kids are so much more in tune with these basic needs, especially if they're allowed to, you know, and they're given the environment to. And that's what I, you know, just want to stem on what you were saying, Cindy, and that is that I really feel like that what we offer, you know, Megan is a dynamo when it comes to meditation and games and activities and teaching kids actively and, you know, kinetically and, you know, and I do think, because, like, we had, it was so beautiful, Um Megan was there at the holistic fair with you and we didn't have anybody to do her inspirational thing. And a young man got up and did her part that day in the service. And he grew up in the metaphysical world and in this spiritual community. And it was just a really proud moment for me because I'm like you, these are our future. These are the ones that are going to be running and operating not only our church these are our legacy that's going to, to run everything. So it's like I love the approach that we take, like you said, not only with the kids but also the adults, of having that connection and, and compassion and things like that. So um, so to jump over to what you had actually asked as, as far as like we do do a lot of activities. Um, we have a potluck once a month on the fourth Sunday of every month. We all get together. So we, we have that breaking bread and doing more than just hanging out. We talk and visit and share a meal. Um, Kay does a mindful meditation, which she can tell you about. Um, She mentioned the Kratan, which we've actually done several of them in different ways, and that's the beauty of it. The one group came in and did a Kratan almost the entire service. The other one, you know, did just almost like the 20-minute talk was sort of a spiritual music healing thing. I mean, it's just we really try, and we do a lot of community stuff, whether it's adopting families at Christmas or – Thanksgiving and you know the the kids have done several projects with um five acres. Am I correct, Megan? We just adopted that little boy from Haiti right. through Compassion right. International. Just the boy. Right. So we do a lot of these kind right. of yeah, things. Right, yeah, five acres. 
Five Acres is the correct, uh, the animal shelter that is the correct yeah. one, Lena. Right, and then we do stuff yeah. at the um, uh, food pantry, and, and, you know, we're always got, whether it's collecting glasses or whatever we're doing, and the kids get involved in this, too. The kids do bake sales yeah. and earn to do right. different things and, you know, whatever. So, I mean, as far as, um, and, and just as a sidebar, we have a Facebook page, and you're right, it's it's pretty slow for them, but we do videotape all of our services, and it allows it to be archived so you can go back and listen to any of them that you want to. Um, but I definitely want to see us going in, I mean, just growing and attracting more like-minded people that are offering, you know, we're, we're trying to uh, bring in more classes and more support groups because, you know, you can accomplish a lot in a service and a talk, but I think it, it, it just drives it home more and allows a more open setting for like questions and, and interaction when we have classes and um, support groups and things like that outside of just the service. So, um, sure. and, you know, go ahead. I, I think it's also no, I was, important. Like I, I personally, I have had um, in the last six months, it doesn't involve the adults, but in the last six months I've had three slumber parties where I've had about 13 right. to 15 kids spend the night and we've worked on, collective collaborative projects and having fun because I feel like for the adults and the children if we can build those bonds outside of our you know theoretical four walls at our you know at our center there then it's going to be stronger for the overall community and the longevity of our community mm-hmm. I agree right and like the, even the some of our guests thing. it's like a support network Mm-hmm. It's more than support. It's it's family. It's community. It's yeah. it's yeah. I don't know. I just like and I, when I see these kids, they get excited to see each other when they're so happy to see each other, and they know each other only in life from the center. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's marvelous. I love seeing them running towards each other and hugging each other, and they're happy to see each other and. Um, mm-hmm. I think, and there are adults that way too, you know. You know, it's funny, uh, Deepak Chopra, when he first started talking about meditation, like the first time I heard him, 600 people in 1996 at the Viking Conference Center. Next time was at Queenie mm-hmm. Park, a couple of years later, and they're all, you know, because he outgrew that, that place. But he said, and this was in 2008, I remember him saying, we used, I used to talk about synchronicity. And he said, we're so far beyond synchronicity. He says, we are into synchrodestiny. <laughs> and so when you were talking about, Ooh. like, the, the, the kids and all that, and, you know, it's like he, he said, pay attention to whomever, you know, whoever's in your group because chances are some of you have worked together before. It's just this is this lifetime mm-hmm. you're being reconfigured. <laughs> and um, and mm-hmm. I really do feel that right now souls more than ever, like, well, I shouldn't say more than ever, but right now I think people are looking um, for, for what your center is offering because there's so many people who feel alone. And um, yeah. and they don't know how to deal yeah. with, you know, with the, you know, the <laughs> politics. I'm not going to go into politics, but the politics have really like reshaped um our kindness quotient <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. you know um it's just, just people are more abrupt than they've ever been you know in not 
not everyone, obviously, but I think that more than ever, the compassion and um, and caring and connection. I think more than ever, we need that. And um, right. you know, so so Megan, your work with the kids, I just want to applaud you, and I know you're working with all ages and you know, et cetera. But I mean, yeah. So bravo, bravo. Um, do you, you guys do you, so do you all have like I, a lending library? I'm sorry. Do you have a, a library, or, or are you thinking? Do you want people to donate books, or what? What can the community bring to you besides getting joined in with themselves? Is there anything else that is on your wish list? Actually, one of our 12-year-olds wants to start a lending library. She wants to do both children's right. and adult spiritual books. Okay. So, and we totally well, support that. A little bit of the issue is is that we rent the space that we have right now. So it's not really our home where we can settle in and leave things. So we're we're packing everything, you know, back and forth. Uh, but I okay. definitely want and see uh, like things that, like a lending library and maybe even a little, you know, store or, you know, that basically takes care of itself. But and that I really see that as being a, a, a nice addition when we can actually have our own home. That I think will make a big difference because it'll open us up to being able to have more things in that space, community-wise, and uh, like the lending library. Like I, for a while, I carried you know eight, nine books back and forth, and and I just had a sign: free, borrow, bargain, bring them back, give them to somebody else, whatever you want to do, kind of thing, you know. But it's a lot when you're carrying them back and forth. We can need a a little bit of a permanency. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a uh, like a next. That's going to be like a next phase, Cindy. And so okay. that's, that's one of the right. things where, you know, we, we will be open uh, to the right space at the right time that we can settle into right. yeah. for, for phase two, that we can actually it, sort of plan and not have to pack up and leave every Sunday. But uh, let me sure. in the meantime, I'll store in my... donations. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay. What I said, and in the meantime, I will store any books that are donated. <laughs> I, I'll store them in my... In I my basement. There's no doubt. There we go. Okay. Because it would be great oh. to hit the ground running and have the supplies. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 And it's like you know, children love to hold books. I mean, even though we're a digital world, yeah. um, and adults still. I mean, that's why Spirit Seeker. So many people are like, "Why aren't you only digital?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, probably because I'm in my 60s and I still like to hold my paper." <laughs> but no, it's, it's 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 bigger than that. It is bigger than that. A lot of our readership still likes to hold the magazine, and you know, I know mm-hmm. I know the younger people are digital and they like it on their phones and they they like all that. Okay, so you know, we do that, but um. But there's something to be said for a story time or a meditation time, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, there's mm-hmm. there are pictures, you know, and, and et cetera. And I like, Megan, um, how um, you bring the children into the service. So there's a, I mean, that feels mm-hmm. really good that they're, they're, they get to see what's going yeah. on. It's not like they're totally separate. Okay, so Lena, let's come back to you. Um, what mm-hmm. else would you like to share? Just um, any like aha moments, or just the the journey of um, taking? Like you're the one who said, "Isn't anyone willing to join me on this?" Like you know, <laughs> this this assignment from spirit. You know, but I mean, just right, anything you want right. to share, anything. You know, it, it really was a beautiful moment, and I I feel like I said I just I think it was just like the universe really told us that we were headed in the right direction and in the way that it has always supported us and, and fulfilled all the needs that we've had. And 
and I believe it will continue to as we grow and we expand. And, you know, just for me, like I said, I, I really do feel good about the purpose because I've always been involved with families and kids and trying to make the world a better place and people's lives better in whatever way that I could assist them in finding that way. And I just really think that's what it's about. And it, and I love it being inspiring and uplifting, you know, and positive. And we do, you know, I, I agree. We love bringing the kids in because it keeps them connected. And like, even like there's a prayer that we do at one point in the service after the first song, we do it with a prayer and it's, it's an open prayer where people get to share. And it's like, people love it because they get heard, they're included, they're involved. And then we energetically all support them and get behind them with like a little, you know, your prayer is our prayer too kind of thing. And, you know, it just makes people feel really involved. And I love the fact, because basically I asked them, I mean, like in the middle of service one day, I said, you know, y'all, are you, we were doing something and we had rearranged some things and that prayer got, you know, exited out that particular day. And we were like three quarters of the way through and somebody's like, hey, what happened to the prayer? <laughs> and I said, what are yeah, you telling yeah. me that you like this and do you want it now or do you want it in every service? And she's like, both. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And, you know, oh, and I love it because it is, it is the community that is owning this. It is them that is supporting this. And like, we used to say your prayer is my prayer too. And as simple as it sounds, Somebody come up, came up to me and said, hey, you know, we are a community. Let's make it our prayer. And I'm, so when I got ready to do it the next time, I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? Somebody threw this out as a suggestion. We all kind of voted that just, you know, did it that day in the service. And we changed it together into this, your prayer is our prayer too. And, and, and people understand the power of everybody coming together and supporting that, you know, and the, the best of the best good and, 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 uh, what's in everybody's best interest. So that's really cool. And we do a meditation in every service, which I think is important because even if people have a practice on their own, which is beautiful, meditating as a group and as a community, the connectivity, the energy and things like that, I just, I don't know. I love it. I mean, like I just, I think it's all about, and I know it sounds, I want us, because Megan is the one. She's she's our creative dynamo. She comes up with all kinds of cool things, from our little emblem to or our little guy that yeah. represents us to a lot of really cool things. And she came up with the three E's: the expand, the embrace, and the empowering. And I um, love that. You know, it's things. Yes, isn't that amazing? And like, mm-hmm. I I feel so good about that because we're doing it, and we're doing it in a fun way. Because, you know, humanness is tough enough and it's got its challenges. But, I mean, I feel like the more fun we have and the the higher we can bring our energy and and the more, like, whether it's curtains or different kinds of musics and things like that, that that's the way people are really going to be able to feel comfortable, like you said, because too many people don't know where to go and where they can be themselves and not feel alone and can be a part of that community. And that's really what we want is we want to provide that spiritual home for what those people are looking for. And, you know, it's just, it's it's truly a pleasure and I'm humbled 
to even be a part of it, to know that we have our music booked all the way through 2019 and, and beyond. Speakers are scheduled all the way through you know, um, July and into August and September. And really that's only because I kind of try to rein it in because I want to make sure we have openings for fresh people, you know, that I know are coming, you know, Mm -hmm. because otherwise we would be booked up with uh, uh, with speakers too. People are excited and they, they want to be a part of it. And it's, it's, that is so, I don't know. That's, that's the beauty of what, being human is all about is being connected and and loving. It's all about love. Okay. So. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So can listeners, I, can I, I do want to. Okay, but I just want to do one thing first. I want to, um, and then I'll come oh, right sure. back. So, listeners, okay. this is the the three ministers from the Mindful Spiritual Center, and they meet on Sundays at ten thirty at the Maryland Heights Community Center, which is at twenty three hundred McKelvey Road in Maryland Heights, Missouri. They um, their website is www.mymsc.org. I'll repeat that: www.mymy msc.org and then msc um, the mindful spiritual center can be found on facebook and on meetup um okay so go ahead <laughs> okay okay so i'll just quickly say i have uh, one more uh, thing okay we'll come back okay. to me okay it i'll do it quick so you can fit it in megan but one of the big things that happened for me um cindy was at the day after we had this big um, okay, we're going to do this. We're moving forward. Oh my gosh, this is this is our mission. I, I woke up and was meditating, doing my morning meditations and prayers, and I, I had this sort of image. I, I hate to use vision, but it felt like a vision, and it, I, and it was all of the metaphysical new thought leaders in the St. Louis community. So I'm talking about, of course, all of our group, and we're not the only ministers at the uh, Mindful Spiritual Center of course, and we got Reverend Polly and Reverend Jeff and, and you know, just a number of people that speak on a routine basis that come uh, all, all the time. But, but then all, then we've also, I just visualized, I had this image of all of us sort of levitated around the St. Louis area. And we were all holding hands, and so we're talking about, like, Mary Jean Jerosha um, from Center for Spiritual Living and, and um, all these, um, Dana from... New Harmony and, and Pookie that does the gathering over it at um, Chesterfield Mall. And there's a, there's a whole lot of us in the area. And I saw us all sort of shooting heart love energy into the St. Louis region together, simultaneously working together to help each other's communities grow and to help each other help each other and help others. It was just this wonderful loving vision and image that I saw. And I'll let, I'll, let, uh, I'll shut up so that Megan can throw hers in yeah. too. Megan, Megan, we have 60 seconds, so talk quickly. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. I will speak very quickly. This is an invitation out to everyone out there and anyone out there that grew up in a traditional sense and a traditional belief system or with no none at all, or you're feeling lost or alone, if you need a baby step, find us on Facebook. Watch a few of our services. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not the same as being there with all the energy, but you can see kind of what we're about and maybe get your feet wet a little bit and see and feel more confident or comfortable in knowing what you would be walking into. But, again, the energy is not nearly the same as being there in a room full of people 
that are sharing in the same vision. Absolutely. It's the synergy of being together by divine appointment and divine time. And it's just it's just yeah. the way it is. We get uplifted when to you know, when we we all come together. Mm-hmm. There's just an uplifting. Okay, well ladies, thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for um the mm-hmm. Phoenix rising from the ashes in a whole new way, you know, like as <laughs> the ended, you you all took the baton right. and created something totally totally new and um and I and I know you're just doing great work. So thank you all, and um, thank you, listeners, and have a fabulous week. Go be happy. Thank all you, right. Cindy. Thank you, Cindy. I'm going to do a shout-out to Reverend Phyllis Sparks, who is our men, my mentor and, and some of us had really grateful for. Okay. All right. We're all okay. grateful thank for. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I meant all of us are grateful. <laughs> okay. Okay, I think. I thank think, you. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, okay, so we are off. Let me end the episode, and then you guys are still here. It's so funny. I knew Phyllis Clay 